0: How have things in Kenosha and small city governments been affected by the severe austerity measures? State leaders in Wisconsin and Illinois have been competing for businesses. How does that affect local governments? What would a regional Great Lakes economy look like? From the Chicago Policy Review and the University of Chicago, this is Chicago Policy Radio. I'm Mark Today we're talking with Mayor Keith Bosman of Kenosha, Wisconsin. What's interesting to me is about Kenosha is that uh, your population has actually been growing over the past um, several decades, yes. as opposed to a lot of the other Rest Belt cities. And I'm curious about what you think you've done uh, to have population growth and what lessons you can have for other um, mid-sized cities.
1: Uh, I think being in a good location is certainly number one. Uh, Being close to Chicago, if we weren't close to Chicago, it would would be a much bigger problem. But being that we are in a good location, we still have land available at a very uh, reasonable rate where companies that are looking to expand, perhaps they can't expand in Chicago, they're landlocked, or they're looking for a reasonable... uh, You know, they need to build a big building, big warehouse. They need a lot of space. Uh, Certainly, it's a good value in uh, Kenosha, Kenosha County. And we have plenty of it and easy access to I-94. And uh, there's a lot of other selling points that I think make Kenosha very attractive uh, to companies looking to relocate.
0: So Wisconsin and Governor Walker have been the example in this. across the country for severe austerity measures. Can um, you could speak a little bit about how that's affected local governments in the state, and particularly your city?
1: We know that Wisconsin and really every state in the Union has a problem with uh, their budgets. State governments uh, get their revenues from income taxes and from sales taxes, primarily, and with the economy and the state that it's in, those have both been uh, way short of what they need. I would have liked to see them downsize state government a bit, but they're kind of passing on their problems to the local governments. Uh, We have had to downsize. We've uh, had 775 employees. Uh, Four years ago, we're down to 730 employees. Um, Our employees haven't had a raise in three years. Uh, we've had to combine uh, some departments uh, eliminate some services like uh, bus service on Saturdays has been uh, curtailed so uh, we've had to deal with it we understand that we have to do our part we'll continue to do our part we don't have any choice uh, but it's been very difficult on our employees
0: I think that takes me to my next question which is um, are there ways that you can get some of these people back on the tax rolls um, through the city policy?
1: Um, back on the tax rolls in terms of uh, people.
0: Right, so is there, I mean, I imagine that the property property tax revenues have shrunk pretty considerably in the
1: past couple of years. Yeah, uh, property tax revenue. Yeah, we, we, cities, we balance our budget on property taxes and uh, the value, the equalized value of the city has gone down about 20 percent, but then that forces the mill rate to go up. So if you need, uh, if the city needs uh, $70 million to operate, our levy is $50 million, um, it just, do the math, you know, so uh, if the value of a property is going from $150,000 to 100000 well then the mill rate has to go up the, the corresponding percentage. So we're going to get our property taxes uh, no matter what. It's just the formula changes.
0: Mm-hmm. And So you've used um, tax incremental financing as a tool uh, to develop your downtown. Um, I'm not sure how much you, you're aware, but there's certainly a, in Chicago the sense that the, the tips have been used with, without transparency uh, and not to develop certain parts of the city. I'm wondering if that's a, an issue that you've faced um, in Kenosha.
1: No, I think we've used it Sparingly, I think we've got something like 14 tids over the course of the last 20 years. Um, it certainly is a tool that we that we use to be competitive in attracting business. Um, certainly, it's it's based on the on the business, or it's based on uh, a blighted area that we'd like to redevelop. I think it's very important to redevelop blighted areas and to develop those areas with the taxes that are generated by the redevelopment, as opposed to having the general taxpayers pick up that load. Um, so I think TID is used in the right way to attract industry or to remove a blighted area and upgrade a blighted property. I think Kenosha's used it uh, sparingly. And I think they've been successful.
0: Um, so, Kenosha is one of, of several cities um, in the Midwest and across the country now that are turning to casinos uh, and non tax revenues. Um, you know, in your opinion, what do you think that the city should prepare for? What kind of um, insisting whether or not to take on a city, to take a casino into its borders and uh, to make sure that it operates effectively?
1: Well, I'm not a big proponent of gambling, and certainly not as the centerpiece of our economy. We've got a lot of other things going in Kenosha that uh, I think a casino would fit into our tourism. We have we have a big, big, uh, a lot of tourism in Kenosha. Uh, sport fishing, golf, shopping, museums, and so I think it fits as a piece. The casino that, that is proposed is a huge, huge casino, a two billion dollar development. Um, The city would garner $5 million payment in lieu of taxes annually from this casino. Um, A lot of construction jobs, over five, six, seven year build out that it would take, and then at least a couple of thousand living wage jobs once the operation is up and running. Um, From what they tell us, the scope of the project will be as planned, as proposed, They've got the financing for it. It's just a matter of making it through these political hurdles at the federal level and at the state level. Um, gambling is everywhere right now uh so it's not like uh, opening up pandora's box that's that's happened long ago. Uh, that site was formerly the Greyhound Park, so it's just a change kind of a change of operation and a and an expansion but it certainly will bring area people to Kenosha from uh the Midwest. It's not just something that people drive in, drive back out. It's a, It'll be a tourist des- destination.
0: Are businesses at all concerned that it would uh, take away some of their, their business?
1: I think they are. I think certain short-sighted businesses are. Uh, if I'm a business owner in Kenosha, I'm going to try to hitch my wagon to that horse, and uh, and as people are coming to Kenosha to visit the casino. I've got to figure out a way to get them to my business, too, while they're, while they're in town.
0: Um, so, a lot of the states in the Midwest, have, as you're well aware, have been competing for businesses when they're offering tax incentives. Um, and as, a, as a local leader, what do you think your role in, uh, in, in kind? Of how far should you go to kind of lure a business in? And what has been some of the most effective tactics that you've been able to use?
1: I think our main role and my philosophy is just setting the table, so businesses would want to locate in Kenosha, making sure we have a safe clean city, make sure the roads are in good shape. Uh, I can't do much about the educational component, but it's a big deal for us that we have a good K-12 school system and that we've got colleges and universities that we offer you know that we offer as selling points for companies moving to Kenosha, but it's mainly to just keep Kenosha a place where companies want to go. Now we also have TID you know, tax incremental districts, TIF financing that we can help them up with. We've got low-cost power, we've got uh, low-cost water and plenty of it. And then if there's, uh, if there's enough jobs in the offing, then we get the state involved and they bring in the economic de- development tools that are at their disposal. And we've got to compete. I mean, as much as I love Illinois and the Midwest, and we're happy that companies locate in the Midwest, I think it's important that they that we get a certain percentage of them that want to locate in Kenosha. So we have to be able to compete with the Illinois and the Indianas and the people in our neighborhood uh, to make uh, the city, the county, competitive in terms of attracting these jobs. Can
0: you talk a little bit about your, your vision for a regional economy, in particular Kenosha's location, most directly in between Chicago and Milwaukee?
1: I think it's important that Chicago uh, be a viable city, Milwaukee be a viable city, because we're all connected. And in the future, this this area that where we are, right between Chicago and Milwaukee, I think we need to improve the transportation. Uh, I think that's something we can do regionally. Uh, so there's no political lines between our transportation options. Getting people from Chicago to Milwaukee, from Kenosha to Milwaukee, from Kenosha to Chicago, to getting them to their jobs, wherever that might be, um, I think is an important role for government. Um, Putting the Midwest and the Great Lakes on the radar worldwide as a place to be, I think, is important. I think that's something that we can do as a region. Um, just saying here here 's the midwest it 's a great place to be whether you 're from china whether you 're from uh Hong kong whether you 're from brazil uh here we are
0: and is, i mean do you think that your city is kind of open to new immigrants is that something that you 're
1: you're oh absolutely absolutely i think we 've got a, a very uh, our city is a is a real melting pot we 've got uh a lot of people who come to the area located in Chicago end up coming up to Kenosha. Chicago, of course, being a very cosmopolitan city, but we get our share of, of folks who maybe want to change uh, their their lifestyle from an urban area to more of a suburban area. So uh, I think we've got a, a, a very good mix of population, and that will continue.
0: Uh, and the last question I wanted to ask, what, what legacy you would like to leave?
1: Mm. Kind of we've, we've had uh, the idea that we wanted to improve and develop our downtown and getting people living and working in our downtown. Um, I think if we can, if we can do that and um, get some, pro- a couple of major projects in the downtown, the rest of it t- kind of takes care of itself. The, the outlying areas, the area around I-94, will see major developments in the next five years, but it takes some incentive and and some creativity to bring it back to the core of the city, to the downtown, and I'd like to see that happen.
0: Thanks so much for being with us today, Mayor Bosman. Thank you for listening to Chicago Policy Radio, a production of the Chicago Policy Review and the Harris School of Public Policy at the University of Chicago. Our podcast is produced and edited by Claire O'Hanlon and David Levine. Our theme song was composed and performed by Ryan Gee. Special thanks this week to Paula Worthington and Matt Gee. You can find us at chicagopolicyreview.org and on iTunes, or email us at media at chicagopolicyreview.org. Thanks for listening, and join us next time.